In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So begins the word of God with perhaps one of the most controversial statements known to man. The God of Israel, known as Yahweh by his people, this God is the one who is responsible for everything that follows and nobody else. You can imagine why such a statement would be controversial. In asserting that God made the heavens and the earth, it is also asserting that your gods or your natural events did not. And so Genesis 1 has become a battleground of sorts, leading to all sorts of speculations, theories, and arguments about the age of the earth, evolution, the Big Bang, and any other question about how it all went down. Douglas Adams writes in his novel, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, the story so far. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. Well said, Mr. Adams. But as bad as things are today, in the beginning, we see that everything was actually really quite good. The questions that are often brought to the creation story, they're important. But they miss the mark on what this chapter is really about. The current debate about the Big Bang and evolutionism versus creationism and intelligent design love to ransack this chapter in arguments about how long a day is, how there can be light before there's a sun or stars, and where did that water in verse 2 come from? We're going to read Genesis chapter 1 the way Paul did. In Romans chapter 1 verses 19 and 20, Paul writes that what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. God is clearly seen in his creation, and that's why many modern discussions about Genesis 1 miss the mark. Throughout the chapter, we need to be asking less questions about what this tells us about the world and more questions about what this tells us about God. The chapter itself is fairly straightforward. Before creation, we have the Spirit of God over the waters. The earth itself, in verse 2, is formless and void. There's nothing in the world, and the world itself is without any kind of shape. Until God begins to speak. The first three days, God says, let there be light, creating day and night. On day two, he separates the waters from above and below, creating the sky. And on the third day, He creates the waters below so that dry land may appear. With a day and night cycle, the waters separated, the dry land appearing, the earth is no longer formless, but it is still void, so God starts filling it. On day four, he fills the heavens with sun, moon, and stars. With day five come living creatures above and below, and day six brings all that dwell on land, including none other than mankind himself. So what does this tell us about God's eternal power and divine nature, as Paul says? Well, first, we should look at what is being made. There's a common description among the variety of creation. We see it first with the light in verses 3 and 4. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, God saw that the light was good. Seven times in this chapter, we are told that what God makes is good. The light is good. The dry land and seas are good. The fruit trees are good. The celestial bodies are good. The sea creatures are good. The beasts are good. And finally, at the end in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. One of the things that we notice is that God is good and he likes to make good things. 
When God gets to creating everything, has its proper place, its proper role, its proper purpose, its good. In creation, we see God's divine attributes, and we see that God is good. The second thing we need to notice about God through creation is how he is creating. If you read Israel's neighboring mythologies, you'll find theories of the world being made through violence, dead bodies, and sexual perversions. Meanwhile, God, Yahweh of Israel, simply speaks the world into existence. He doesn't need to draw out a blueprint. He doesn't have to run to Lowe's and pick up supplies. He simply says, let there be light. And there was light. Through creation, we see evidence of God's power. We see that when he speaks, he commands in a way that reality is shaped to his words. God cannot lie because reality cannot help but obey. Have you ever considered why God would introduce himself with the creation account? Why not get to the heart of things and just give us the rules? Why not just start off with the Ten Commandments? But the Ten Commandments and the Law of Moses, none of those commandments show up for about another 70 chapters. God introduces himself to us this way because he wants us to know that when we do get to those commands, when we do read his word, powerful things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. We notice that in verse 2 that the earth was formless and void. Well, we find this expression one other time in Scripture. In Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 22 through 23, we read God saying that my people are foolish. They know me not. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are wise in doing evil, but how to do good, they know not. I looked on the earth, and behold, it was without form and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. God uses the pre-creation as a metaphor to describe his people who were full of sin because they rejected his word and wouldn't listen to it for their lives. Their lives had become formless. Their lives had become void. It was dark. It was lifeless as if God had never spoken at all. And so as we consider the rest of our Bible readings for this summer, you can trust that as you read scripture, and I hope you'll join us in our scripture reading, you can trust that good things are going to be happening as God shapes your life, shaping you into his image and filling you with purpose and good things.